gang, welcome. This is uh, the voice of Jez Rose, and welcome to Roots, Wings and Other Things, and welcome to the very last episode of Series 4. But I am so excited, like beyond excited. There are 200,000 of you worldwide that listen to Roots, Wings and Other Things, and after a little while, I, I'm, I'm kind of always tweaking and improving and looking at ways that I can make the content better that I produce, you know, look at different things I could do instead. And so at the end of this episode, I have a, well, it's an epic announcement about series five. Um, I'm super excited about that. But before we get to that, I'm sat for the first time ever. I normally sit outside to record these, or I'm in the shed or whatever, but uh, today, or sometimes at the kitchen table, but today, have a little sip of my tea. I'm sat recording this in my study, looking out the front of the house, and it's so, so frosty. It's minus five outside, and there is a, I don't know, there's a, there's a frisson, there's a sort of, there's an edge there's an excitement about things this year, and I appreciate that's entirely, uh, you know, created by me. Um, I didn't really have... Um, last two years, Christmases have been really sort of up in the air, and so this year is the first year in kind of three years that I've been able to create uh, and really fully enjoy a Christmas, and I'm loving it, and I'm love, love, loving not being in the garden. Yes, I said that! I said it! There, I said it! I said it! I'm love not being in the garden! Because, I mean, it's been a bit bloody difficult to get in the garden. Here in the UK, we've had so much rain and so much wet for so long. It was sort of almost impossible to get in the garden to do anything of note. Anything you want to do with the ground, you know, very, very difficult. And then we hit this sudden real cold snap and <laughs> the ground's like concrete. I managed for a little window to decide on what I was going to do with the side of the house. There's this, uh, down the side of the house, a, a very bizarre bit of... It's funny, in moving into this place, I've realised that there really should be a licence that people should take in order to do things to houses. Some people just do the most stupid thing. They've not been thought through or they just do random things that I, because I, I suppose it's a sort of temporary solution and then never gets really resolved. So down the side of the house, there is... Um, a, a stretch of grass that's about the size of an average family size saloon car for some reason best known to somebody at some point that decided to put a tiny concrete path alongside the house and then leave some grass until the fence. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I don't know what what is the point of this tiny stretch of grass just sat there. So I've built a little bin store at one end. There's, you know, clearly a function for that piece of space of land. And I don't need any more gravel driveway wrapped around the side of the house. You couldn't quite put a car there anyway because of the, you know, the the concrete path. So I've dug up all the grass and I've sprinkled it with some seed ball uh, wildflower seeds. Um, so over the course of the next sort of six months or so, I'm going to be sharing what that looks like and how those seed ball take. I've never used seed ball before, but they've got some new mixes out. They look really great. Um, we used uh, meadow in my garden seed um, fundamentally for a lot of the meadow out the back and the other side of the house. So I thought I'd try something different, see how they go. There's a couple of different mixes we're looking at. Um, and you'll be able to see pictures and video of that on Instagram at that Jez Rose. 
Beacon on YouTube as well. And we'll talk about that as well next month in uh, the first episode of Series 5. Exciting news about that coming very shortly. Um, so there's a nice bit of wild meadow down the side. Then, of course, you've got the big, you know, the width of the house is gravel driveway and then the meadow on the right-hand side. So I've decided... I think I mentioned this last episode, we're going to dump a load of soil right near the house in a nice sort of curved shape and link up the left-hand side of the house to the right-hand side of the house. All across the front will be wild meadow as well. So it will link, it will almost seem like there's wild meadow wrapping around the whole house. And, oh, that's my postman. One minute. Do love our postman. Um, yeah. So it'll be a nice bit of meadow that, uh, that you'll walk through in order to get to the front door. Um... So anyway, that's what that's happening. But it is hard, I think, not being out in the garden. I, I find that really difficult, not being outdoors. And if you've looked at social media recently, you'll know that I'm on a bit of a mission to encourage people to get outdoors. You know, lots of you listening to this will be gardeners, so you get it, you understand it. But there's a thing, I want to talk about a couple of things today. There's a thing about this whole SAD, you know, seasonal affective disorder, the whole SAD movement, that I really think we need to tap into more. Um, I've had a sad lamp for, well, years actually. I, I, it must be over 10 years old. Still works, it's quite a big Philips thing. I'd imagine you can probably get smaller ones now. Uh, and the idea is that gradually, you know, you set your alarm for, I don't know, six o'clock. And then 30 minutes before that, very, very subtly, very, very slowly, it starts to light up. So as you're asleep, your eyes begin to recognise while you're asleep the increase in light so that when you wake up, you feel a bit more awake rather than being startled. There's nothing worse is there than waking up and it being pitch black everywhere and you feel groggy, you feel like you're waking up in the middle of the night and you feel so much more fresher, so much more alive. So if you struggle in the morning to get up or you just find yourself feeling a bit sort of, I don't know, you know, a bit lacklustre, a little bit blue, not really enjoying sort of life when it's like this, definitely go check out a sad lamp uh, and hopefully you'll listen to this in time that maybe you could pop it on your Christmas list. Um, now, if I seem a little bit distracted, it's because I am watching a sparrowhawk <laughs> who uh, is in the tree opposite me and seems to be very, very interested in a pigeon that is hopping around the tree trying to get out of his eyeline. So uh, you might, <laughs> you might hear, I might be witness to a to a, a nature crime as I'm recording this this uh, this week. Um, so anyway, if you're not sure what to do this time of year, I know a lot of people like to hunker down and um, you know sort of wrap up, keep indoors, not go out in the garden, not go outdoors. And I kind of understand that. I'm going to come back to that in a second, but this is the best time. I think, for two things that make us fundamentally better human beings. The first thing is that it forces us to be patient. Now, I am quite impatient. I, I like things done now. <clears throat> I'm quite creative. I'm very fortunate. I've got a team around me that help make things happen You know, much quicker than I'd be able to on my own. So I am generally... Like, I'm, very, I'm a patient person. Uh, you know, if it takes you a while to, I don't know get an idea out. I'm not going to rush you. You know, if um, I've worked with people that have had stammers or speech impediments, take all the time in your world, uh, all the time in the world to, you know, get across your point. I'm not one of those people that, you know, forces people along. But with my own ability to achieve and do things, I like to get on. I like to do stuff. 
And that's the same with a garden. I mean, maybe I'm a bit on a spectrum, maybe. I might have sort of ADD or, um, I don't know, maybe a... Maybe I... What's the other one? Oh, gosh, that's terrible, isn't it? It's too early in the morning. Um, ah, not Asperger's, the other one. Anyway, maybe. I don't know. But what I love is getting a space and just... I just... I've got to get a spade in the ground. I've got to do it. And I know, I know, I know... Generally, what you should do is plan, leave it a year, see what the space does in all the seasons. It drives me nuts because I think, you know what, if I dig a couple of plants in there, instantaneously it's going to look different. And that's what I really love. But what this time of the year really teaches us is patience. Because you can do very little and, of course, everything's dying back. It looks like nothing's happening. It's forcing us to wait. Of course, obviously, underground, it is a... Disneyland of activity for fungi and bacteria and, uh, you know, root activity and, and growing and developing and bugs and microorganisms. But to us, it just looks bleak and dank and miserable and grey and dead. And But actually, there's so much going on. So in order to counteract my impatience, what I've generally done is I, I choose broadly slow methods of growing, like growing from seed, bare root roses, smaller plants, and I grow slow uh, slow growing plants as well. Now that has two really useful uh, sort of, I guess, side effects to it or, or benefits. One is that it, it genuinely, it forces you to be patient. You, you can't not be, you can't scream at shoots. Um, or scream at little seedlings. They're not going to grow any quicker. So you, you have to be patient. But also it's got huge financial benefits as well because, you know, you're not paying someone else to grow the thing. But there's this growing phase that I think we often neglect as humans. We have that same phase. You know, you know if, if, if nothing else, winter and this period of just rest and calm forces us to stop. It, you know, it forces us to in, to sort of be a bit more in tune with nature. And I would really, really hope it forces some people to realise that we go through growing phases as well. I remember years ago, I was introduced to something called the slow food movement. And there's a real nostalgic, cutesy kind of... I don't, it just feels real. You know, the idea is that you're not forcing tomatoes. You have to eat seasonally because if you haven't got any apples in, I don't know, you know, December or January or something, or th then you don't eat them. Um, and also everything is grown at a pace that is right for the plant. And I love that idea of that slightly oldie, worldy, traditional way of growing and interacting with the land. And we can do that with our outside spaces as well. You know, it reminded me that patience is a virtue. Um, and we can take our cues from nature to rest, to grow, to harvest, to be busy. And I did wonder whether, you know, there's something, is there a way that we could live our lives more in harmony with nature? So during this period, you know, when it feels like you want to hunker down and eat lots and well, then we should do it because that's innately, instinctively what we need to do as human beings, what we want to do, what a body wants to do, rather than forcing ourselves to be, you know, doing things that necessarily we don't want to do or, or the, 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 the sort of pattern, the cycle of our life is asking us not to do. 
and you know maybe during the harvest time that's when we start to you know repair and regenerate and think okay what do i need to get rid of what needs stripping out of my life could be physical things could be metaphysical things could be emotional things could be spiritual things could be relationships and then during the summer that period of abundance okay what can i encourage what can i grow what can i put energy into and then it got me thinking i wonder if gardening and the outdoors i wonder if nature actually teaches us morals can it help to teach us to become better people better humans by virtue of being a bit more aware of our behavior being a bit more aware of this cyclical need to repair regenerate rest encourage growth develop taking cues to rest because that's why we burn out and get narky and stressed and irritable and because we don't rest enough we don't spend enough time encouraging growth um, and development we don't spend enough time reaping rewards from what we do it's always sort of on to the next thing i have been through a huge period of repair and regeneration and harvesting just recently as this builds up into christmas we have got rid of so much stuff i took <laughs> that I took that William Morris quote of, you know, I only have things that are beautiful or or, or practical um, to the ultimate extreme and got rid of... And I'm not done yet. It's just that we've become a bit overwhelmed with stuff that we're selling on eBay and given to charity shops and stuff. Bootfuls of stuff. You think, where has this stuff come from? It's not like I look around and think, oh gosh, there's so much. You have to really, really look and think, you know, what? I've never read that book or I'm never going to read that book or why did I buy that thing? Or we've got three of these or... I've never actually loved that. It's just there in my house. And it is so cathartic. Uh, in fact, so much so, I'm genuinely toying with the idea that when I sell this place in a few years' time, I think I might leave most of it behind. I'll take my personal stuff with me, but there's a real excitement and energy about the idea of starting again and just leaving pretty much a furnished house um, I'll take a few select pieces of furniture that I really enjoy and really love, but most of it, okay, thanks very much. You've served a purpose. I don't love you. Um, you know, I got you because at the time that piece of equipment or that thing was useful or I needed it, but you know, I'm good without it. I love the idea of seeing what nature does every year. You know, you cut it right back to nothing. People that are forced to start again. I started thinking about this with the refugees that were coming over from the Ukraine. And thinking here are people that are having to start all over again with literally nothing they've been unable to bring their personal possessions it, it reminded me of that extreme time as you head into winter where you cut plants right back to nothing you know you're cutting trees right back and hedges right back you're cutting plants right back to the ground the next year they come back they grow back the bigger the better the stronger and i wonder if maybe we're missing something there Anyway, so now is a great time. If you've got outside spaces, this is the time to plan and design. Um, you know, this next year, I'm thinking about this meadow, as I've said about out the front, connecting the two bits of meadow together. Uh, I'm also thinking about, we just really need to do something. The front door looks amazing with a wreath on it. So I'm wondering whether either I create a seasonal wreath uh, so that it's always got a wreath on it, or whether I create some sort of growing pagoda thing 
that uh, I can grow roses or something like that round. I might do the latter. I quite like the idea of that. But it needs something. You know when you just look at something and say, mm, that just looks not quite finished. I'm not sure what it is. And I was thinking originally of a nice porch and then I thought, you know what? You know, I always like nature to provide structure uh, and it's so much cheaper and more beautiful to allow plants to fill spaces or change spaces or help you use spaces in a different way. So, uh, yeah, my current designs and sketches are all around that, uh, that front space. Uh, and then there's, of course, the wild area that I started clearing last year. Um, we put a lovely little bark path through there. That needs a load more bark on top of it. And then I'm going to use, again, Seed Baller provided me with some shady seeds, sort of wildflower seeds, um, which I'm going to plant all around the bench in that area there. And it does get, I mean, it is really shady. It's a pretty extreme test. Uh, and I'm super grateful for Seed Ball for um, being a part of that sort of little test as well. So uh, just maybe I imagine sort of March time, something like that. I'll clear an area around the bench sprinkle these wildflower seeds and I think that would be a really lovely can you imagine in that sort of woodlandy wild area where the nettles are a bit more contained and controlled you can allow some of those other things that the nettles have choked to come through a bit more some gorgeous comfrey in there and wildflowers um, where you sat in dappled shade there's a pear tree we found an apple tree a plum tree and there's just wildflowers all around the that are growing in the shade. I think it could be absolutely stunning. So I'm fingers crossed that all works out because it could be lovely. And then just today, I've been on the uh, David Austin website and bought two rambling roses that have a really lovely scent that are a really bright cerise sort of purpley pinky color. Uh, and I tend to avoid those sorts of colors, but I thought, you know what, that's gonna make a great pop. Uh, so that last quarter of the garden, there's an arch that I've installed, a little bit of fencing either side. I'm going to let that rose ramble all around the arch, all across that fence, and then into that wild area. And it can do whatever it wants there. So it sort of spills out. So there's a less slightly partially defined uh, area, I suppose. But that partially defined area is also supported by that slightly wild, smooth, soft aspect. Um, so I'm excited about that, really excited. Then. Phase two of the outdoor kitchen starts. Um, so if you've been following on Instagram and YouTube, you'll have seen a bit of that. Uh, we're about to do another video actually um, to show you the makings of the uh, outdoor kitchen um, and what I planted there and how we transform this again, just random grassy area really, um, to this super, super lovely um, gravel garden with native plants and a, a barbecue area and a sort of back bar. And so the next phase of that is to put some roses in there again. Uh, again, a bit rambly. I want them kind of up and over the kitchen area so it smells really nice. Nice flowers to cut for the house. You know, I'm really hot on that. And also I think some lighting. And at the minute I'm thinking it might be nice to string some lights across to create like a ceiling. Uh, suspended across all of that area so that in the evening it's like a nice you know twinkly nice brightly lit you can sit out there um, if it's a little bit chilly we can light a little fire uh, and sit out there and enjoy the evening so those are my plans for next year obviously there's all the usual stuff that goes with it um, you know weeding 
cutting stuff back, knocking stuff back, finding out you've got a gap somewhere because uh, I get bored quickly. I think, mm, change that. <laughs> but finally, pretty much all everything um, outside of the front of the house is all prepared and ready, pretty much. Um, there's a little bit more grass to take up uh, in order to seed and obviously then get that soil down. So some exciting things for you to hopefully uh, watch next year um, and also see the development of as well. Um, but also next year, as I have sort of been hinting at and and uh, and teasing you with, is Series 5. Now, before I tell you in detail about Series 5, do me a favour. Right? Now, I don't always ask you to do something. I try not to impose my ideas on you too much. I like the idea that the podcast is, you know, it's a sort of something to think about, maybe offers you opportunity to reflect or think or inspire. But here's the thing. I would love you to put a jumper on or a sweater and a nice big thick scarf and a couple of coats, some gloves, maybe a hat and get yourself outside. I want you to experience just how gorgeous it is going for a little walk, maybe drive yourself off to a little country estate where the gardens are open, whatever you need to do to get out and enjoy this time of year when it seems like there's nothing happening. If you look a little bit closer, obviously the bare trees, probably nothing to look at, but there's ivy growing up some of them and there's activity within the ivy. And there are so many plants that grow this time of year. Just go and kind of walk past people's houses or have a little look in people's front gardens or see what they're growing in their pots. Just for a little bit of lovely natural inspiration. You'd be surprised. I cannot believe how many plants have survived through to, you know, we're mid-December now. Outside the front here, there are wildflowers that should have gone, I don't know, September, October probably time, still thriving, giving me tons of flowers. Now this deep frost we've had, we're running sort of minus six degrees here today. Maybe that might be the last thing, it might take them all off, but get out, enjoy the fresh air. I promise, I absolutely guarantee, you will feel better, even for just 10 minutes of a bit of sun on your face and a bit of fresh air and stillness and calmness. It's a really, really lovely way to remind yourself just how connected we are to outside. But also, I suppose, give you an opportunity just to sort of look around and see how nature may inspire you to think about something and to be maybe a better human as well. So, series five. I am super, super excited about this. I cannot wait. In fact, I'm so excited. I'm going to need a little nibble of my mince pie and a sip of tea. Two seconds. Now, there is a massive, massive announcement that I have to make. And that is that this is the last episode of the Roots, Wings and Other Things podcast. Ever. Sort of. You see, series five is about to come back. In the new year, 2023, beginning of the new year, we record in January. But... It's not the Roots, Wings and Other Things podcast, kind of, anymore. It's now the Roots, Wings and Other Things show. Because we are filming every episode in a kind of chat show format. I am joined by a permanent co-host, the wonderful Kathy Slack, who you all loved from series three, I think. Um, sadly, couldn't be here um, today to record this with me, but uh, she is super excited about this. So you're going to be able to watch us online on YouTube. They're going to be much shorter episodes, weekly episodes of 20 minutes-ish. Um, but we're also going to strip the audio out of that. So you can still subscribe and follow and listen to the show as a podcast sort of format. Uh, but it is much more of a show. 
So we're going to be doing a lot more show and tell, a lot more doing stuff. We're going to have special guests that we'll interview um, every now and again. A couple of feature length episodes for different seasons as well. With some brand new features, some brand new giveaways and some brand new content. I wanted this podcast when we first started to be an opportunity for a couple of people when Adam Frost and I first started the podcast um, for it to be a chat really uh, an opportunity to talk about things that inspire us things that worry us things that we love things that we're concerned about and <clears throat> to open up a discussion about being human and interacting with the natural world and the sorts of things that gardening does for us or being outside does for us and I hope over the last four series, that's exactly what we've continued to do. However, when I looked at the downloads and realized that there were 200,000 of you all over the world listening to the podcast, I realized now was probably the right time to do something different. And I don't want it to become a bit like, you know, gardening shows where it's the same thing over and over again. I wanted to inspire a new generation of people to get outdoors, to interact with outdoors, to grow their own food to question what organic means, to enjoy gardening, to uh, challenge me and say, we don't have a garden, how can I you know, do that on a, uh, the 12th floor of a big apartment block? And for me to give you solutions for that. And all of the other things that go with that. I want competitions, I want free stuff for you, I want um, some partnerships with organisations that can help. I want to nominate charities, I want to have a good chat, I want to do stuff physically, I want to learn new skills and I want to pass all of that onto you and that is exactly what happens with series five with the roots wings and other things show and i am so flipping excited you'll see all over social media at that jez rose if you don't follow me already you absolutely must and do go to youtube and type in that jez rose and subscribe to the channel because you'll be the first to hear about the launch of the new series uh, the new show um and by all means you know carry on listening here as well i absolutely um understand that sometimes it's really nice to have a little voice in the car that you recognize if you're driving now well done you're doing really well keep your eyes on the road and by the way you're looking fab um but not all the time uh, is it nice to you know listen to stuff sometimes we like to watch stuff and i appreciate that lots more people are watching things now so that's what we're doing and i cannot wait i'm excited about it so listen gang it's a shorter episode this time really to provide a little bit of inspiration going forwards um i today have written my christmas list out for food uh, i cannot wait on sunday we've had the obviously the, this frost and i've grown parsnips that i forgot about <laughs> I, I grew a load of stuff the sweet corn went over because i forgot to go and get it i forgot i'd grown it um that's all right I, mean, I, I i don't mind it's it's fun at the time and there's been loads of other stuff to do uh, and it will get composted and it will go back in so that that's fine. Um, it's not a, a total waste. Uh, and I actually only got two sweet corn anyway, thank goodness. Um, but somebody else mentioned about digging up their parsnips and I thought, oh, <laughs> I've got parsnips. So I'm very much looking forward this Sunday to digging up parsnips. Hopefully they will be ready and available for us to eat uh, on Christmas Day. And what else have I got in there? Some lovely winter salad, which I'm really looking forward to cutting up. You know, sometimes over the festive season, it just gets a little bit heavy, doesn't it? You just, your body's crying out for something light. Start dreaming of rye vita or, I don't know, licking a puddle or something like that. Well, now, uh, now is the time to, to enjoy the fact that I've grown uh, winter salad. Although I'm not sure how it will fare up over this deep frost and prolonged frost that we've had. So I don't know about that. Might have to forego it. What else have I got out there? Some seasonal bits. Um, 
Oh gosh, do you know what? I can't remember. I think, oh, uh, some spinach. That will still be going out there. That'll be good as well. And I think that was it. It was mainly sort of summer things I grew last year. Uh, so I'm going to cut all of those um, garden areas back. I tend to, this year, I'm on my own for Christmas Day, just Woody and I, until the evening when Mr. Adorable comes back. And then we're going to have our sort of full, proper Christmas Day on Boxing Day. Which means that during Christmas Day, I might have a little potter in the garden, might do some gardening, might do some bits and bobs. And I also want to extend my, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you, you know, bring people in, my warmth, my invitation, I suppose, to you. If you're on your own on Christmas Day, or for whatever reason, find yourself on your own, or if at any point you're feeling a little bit lonely, I will be on Instagram all day at that Jez Rose on uh, Christmas Day for us to chat with regular little video updates and for other people who find themselves on their own. So if you fancy some company or want to ask me some questions or we'll have a little chat about something, I would love to see you on Christmas Day on Instagram at that Jez Rose. I'm off to go and have a little think now about where to make my annual donation uh, to charity. Because it's so cold, it is something that's really in my mind about homelessness and people who are in need of blankets. And of course that extends to people who are finding the energy crisis is just astronomical. I have never, ever, ever, ever loved having oil. In fact, at the farm, I tried numerous times to change from oil to other sources, but it was so incredibly expensive to do so. It was quite prohibitive. And I've ended up with oil here. It's been the bottom of my list to try and source uh, an alternative. However, right now, I'm grateful for it, which is a strange place to be in for somebody who loves the environment so much and somebody who spends so much of his time thinking about ways that we can support the world that we live in. Because oil is not a lovely fuel. It's not a clean fuel. It's not a well, it funds wars. But it is incredibly cheap for me right now to heat my house. Um, I was talking to somebody recently whose bills are around about £600 a month at the moment. And I don't know how you get out of that. So I'm in a nice position, I suppose, where I'm thinking, hmm, there are lots of people who could benefit from the idea of warmth or more food this Christmas. And I might have a little think about where is best to, to send some money, as I think we've spoken about on previous podcasts, and certainly at Sunday 11s is uh, live on YouTube on Sundays at 11am. I've spoken a little bit there about how some of the bigger charities, the CEOs are paid huge amounts of money and they have huge administration costs. So you have to sort of ask yourself how much of the money that they raise actually ends up to the cause that you're hoping to make a difference to. Whereas... I think my focus really right now is going to be on those small charities that are genuinely making much more of a difference. Um, and uh, I think I've got a little idea of how I could probably tie that into gardening as well, because there are some great gardening charities that do really wonderful things. Green Fingers is a great charity. It will shout out to them. They make community gardens for hospitals and hospices specifically for children with terminal illnesses and their families. So that when the children are spending a lot of time in hospices or having treatment at specialist hospitals, they create gardens to create a sanctuary, an outside space, a moment, uh, an area that they and the children can go to for some solace, for some reflection. And that's why I'm so keen on us getting out, because we are drawn to nature for some reason. Even those city dwellers, a lovely walk in the park, 
um, a trip to the country, um, taking the dog to the beach, all of those the sort of aspirational things that we do involve getting back to nature, involve a draw to nature. So when you're feeling a bit sort of funky and not so great, boil that kettle, maybe take a flask with you if you want. I often walk around with literally a cup of tea around the village. Um, they probably think I'm mad, but I'm not bothered. Um, and enjoy the sun in your face. Enjoy that nice, cool, fresh air. And whatever you're up to this festive season, I hope it is happy. I hope it is loving and that you feel loved. And I hope it's joyful. And very lastly, I hope metaphorically and physically, it's warm. It is an utter joy to spend time with you and to hear from the people that listen to this podcast. It is an utter joy to produce it for you. And I am so excited about being able to offer you more and taking Root Swings and other things to a whole new level and bringing you even closer to the wonderful work that so many people do around the world in and around with nature. So whatever you're up to this Christmas, enjoy your gardens, enjoy the outside space, um, and I'll see you in 2023 next year. How weird does that sound? Love you lots. See you soon. Bye-bye.